0: And welcome to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. And as I mentioned, this is the episode (laughs) for me. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about Goodbye Stranger. Uh, Let's just jump into the uh, summary here. Sam, Dean, Castiel, and Meg team up against Crowley and his demons. Castiel reappears in Sam and Dean's life and tells them Crowley has unleashed several demons into a small town. The demons are looking for Lucifer's crypt, which holds a valuable asset. But Castiel lies to Sam and Dean about what it is. While interrogating a demon, the three discover Crowley has been torturing Meg who knows the exact location of the crypt sam and meg fight to hold crowley off while dean and castiel go in search of the crypt and
1: shit happens <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna talk about most of that because <laughs> we're gonna talk about destiel <laughs>
0: Oh Um, yeah. uh, So what uh themes did we have for this episode?
2: Me crying is like a major theme (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel like this like the overarching, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Tears, pain, suffering. Also being like conflicted over Naomi because she's hot but I also hate her guts like <laughs> uh, yes. Um
0: I I actually had to pause the episode and sit there for a moment and go, "What is this word that I'm trying to think of?" <laughs> and the word was purpose.
1: Yeah. It's
2: good. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. I uh, um, I have devotion, which is kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Also, in regard to Meg, which I I didn't really remember like all the details, but like I thought it was so unfair that how it ended. Like, oh yeah, when they yeah. are leaving her behind, I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was super fucked up. Yeah.
1: Well, and wasn't it that she? I should have double checked this, but that um, Rachel Miner got diagnosed with MS, I yeah. think, and so she wasn't able to, or she didn't feel comfortable uh, continuing to do the show. But yeah. yeah, the way that they, the way that they drove off and left her behind, when Crowley could have like easily just bamfed into the car, <laughs> like we know that you he know- could have that it was just weird
0: I just had a realization I think she might be the female character who lasted the longest in this show yeah cause she was in
1: season one yeah yeah she uh on the IMDB uh trivia it said this marks the end of Meg as being the longest lasting recurring character besides Sam and Dean
2: but also then, like yeah, in a just... way in a way she her character is like a tool. Like that's like what all it is. Like sometimes she's I don't know, good and sometimes she's bad. Like she is basically there for the plot most of the times and like her character isn't really explored beyond the plot. So you know, it's kinda um yeah, I mean because like if you compare her, for example, to Charlie, who has like we learn a lot more about her personality than we learn about Meg, mm-hmm. uh, and the way she dies uh, or is killed off is kinda, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it's good. I I, I love Meg honestly, and I love seeing her, and I I'm happy that she, she lasted so long. But like, I feel that that this happened just to like make writer's job easier. And does that on the level, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like the episode that we
1: get to know the most about her. Yeah. Um, or that we get to see a different side of her. Uh which makes it all the more heartbreaking when we lose her.
2: Yep. Any more themes, anyone? I have uh, trust. Ooh.
0: And lack of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a good one. Uh, Along with yours, Sally, I had loyalty versus manipulation. And like, especially between the whole Cass and Naomi situation. But yeah, also Meg having loyalty to Cass and stuff. Uh, And then... Also, uh, Schrodinger's filmmaking. Is it canon or not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll get into. Uh,
0: Kind of along the same lines of all of these other themes. um, At least a word that is used a lot is lies. Yeah. Because there's... When Naomi tells Cass to lie, there's uh, the whole conversation with Meg where she's like, "Hi, uh, my name is Meg. I'm a demon. I lie." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, we end uh, the the button scene with uh, Sam and Dean, um, with Sam lying about how the trials are affecting him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also Dean hiding the fact that he prayed to Cass in the previous episode. Yeah. When yeah. they were like trying not to reach out to him cuz they knew something was wrong.
0: Yeah. I okay, I have one more. Um this is this seems basic. <laughs> when you put it in the terms that I did but they're meh okay good versus bad that kind yeah. of seems like duh right but also Meg has that comment about uh, I'm sort of good and you're sort of bad yeah. and uh uh, there's there's the uh, comment that Cass makes about Dean's a good man. Um, and yeah, it's uh, yeah,
1: it's all yeah. over. The boundaries are really blurred, and yeah, yeah I, I,
2: I, I I also feel that's also in relation to like most of what Naomi says in this episode because she's like her point is like. We are good, and the yeah. demons are bad. And if they get, uh, get the tablet, and imagine what happens to us, the good angels, blah blah. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Any other themes? Uh, I don't know if it's a theme so much as just I noticed that the references to music in this episode are a lot different than previous episodes in, like, classic rock. Because obviously we have Goodbye Stranger by uh-huh. Supertramp. Super uh, but also that the aliases that they use are after Richard Tandy and Jeff Lynn from Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a lot more, like, I don't know. It's just a very different vibe than... Regular episodes, it's a lot more like Synthy and like almost like Yacht Rocky kind of. Yeah. Like, easy listening almost.
0: You know, along those same lines of just like a different vibe, um, I also noticed that there are a lot of reminders of like seasons past in this episode. Like, Meg uh, mentions the yellow-eyed demon. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings up the apocalypse. And she also brings up uh, the that time that she possessed Sam. Oh, yeah.
1: Which yeah. was back when she was um, the other actress. The other, I'm blanking on yeah. her name. Yeah, that's good. I don't know what
0: it means, but it's interesting.
2: <laughs> I feel like it means that for once the writers did their job well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it
1: was Robbie Thompson, so <laughs> I think it's you... <laughs> true. I would expect it from him. <laughs> yeah, But it is it is nice to have that kind of like internal consistency in the world. Cause, yeah. yeah. Especially with a show that eventually goes on to be so long when there's like they don't even reference stuff that happens in the past it just kind of gets weird <laughs> so yeah it's nice to have that kind yeah. of logic to it
2: yeah for once it has some integrity yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right shall we go to break yep yeah all right And we're back. Um, So this opening scene, I don't know if you guys uh, know what Amanda Tapping has said about it, Um, specifically at Phoenix Comic-Con 2013. Um, She said, I remember doing the scene where I get Misha to kill Dean over and over again, and they pan up and there's thousands of Deans dead and Jensen turned to me and said oh the fans are so gonna hate you for this
1: <laughs> yeah we do Yeah, <laughs> and he was right
2: they also have to mention how terrible the CGI is is it CGI are oh those like fight corpses I don't know but it is terrible whatever it is
1: yeah.
2: it was <laughs> yeah. just
1: Picturing they just made Jensen, like, lay down in various states <laughs> of being dead and, like, then combined them all. Or- <laughs> oh, man. And there's probably copies, like, they probably copy and pasted and did some different things yeah. throughout that, but, yeah, it's just... But yeah, when you had I just remember watching it for the first time and having that realization of what was going on and just yeah. like, oh shit, that's dark and I love it and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. It was it was one of those moments that it was like, oh, they actually went there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh can we talk about the look on Dean's face when Cash shows up?
1: Yes. Yeah. He stares at him for so long. So long. That shot is so long.
2: And yeah, it's, it's the same as as before like Sam goes into like straight into interrogating Cash. It's like, "Where have you been?" And Dean is just like Sitting there watching him like speechless, he's unable to like form a sentence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah,
1: It very much callback to uh, to the previous episode when he got out of purgatory. Yeah, and just like being amazed that he's there, and just like big ol' heart eyes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's almost like it's easier for Sam to like demand all these answers from from Cass because like there is nothing else behind it like behind how what he says or, or how he behaves and like Dean is struggling a lot with that a lot more because like there are layers that come comes come with that so yeah yeah for sure
1: And that Dean doesn't, he's always, like, excited to see Cas, but also wants to, like, he does and doesn't want to know the reasons. Like, he's, yeah. he wants to make sure that he's really there, or, you know, like, doesn't trust things at face value, but at the same time, he's just, like, happy to have back
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he I feel like he's very scared of like being disappointed and like what he says at the end about like everybody lying to him is like more proof that that is what is going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I know we already mentioned this briefly, but if he's so sketchy, <laughs> then why were you praying
2: to him? No.
1: Uh, and then he just sits there like he doesn't answer he doesn't answer (laughs) and Cass interrupts them in the best way but Dean is like having this like he's just so conflicted and like looks like he's trying to hide something or he's just having another face journey looking some kind of way yeah yeah we never get an answer to that yeah. Yeah. Except in the bloopers when he says, because he's my friend. It <laughs> <laughs> starts like fake crying. <sighs> uh Okay.
0: I know this is a Destiel podcast, but this scene between Meg and Cass is so precious to me. Yeah.
2: And, like,
0: I don't really ship it. Not really. But do I wish that they had gotten the chance to order some pizza and move some furniture around? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of (laughs) do.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, man. That would have been a better
0: first experience for Cass than what he got.
1: Yeah. True. At least he would already like have expected some type of possible betrayal. (laughs) Yeah, I've been a little prepared for that. (laughs) Um. Also, I love that when they find Meg, the first question that Dean asks is about her hair.
2: (laughs) Thanks for noticing. (laughs) I just love how <laughs> passive aggressive they are to each other. Like he's yeah. that is precious indeed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also that Dean sees Meg looking at Cass and like clocks it immediately. Yeah and is like having having a face about that what? and having a reaction shot to that.
2: How does it go like <laughs> self-recognition through other whatever <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> He's so fed up every time she flirts with Cass. It's so funny.
2: I have a question actually because you started watching this, I mean this was the this season you watched live, right? So um, yeah. well I think obviously like there must have been like ship name for Cass and Meg before that or like yeah. I, is this the first because like did they steal the Meg steal from fans or did they coin yes. it <laughs> no
0: they stole it they stole it from fans and everyone was sort of like the fuck did they just say <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> did they really
1: acknowledge that Uh, yeah it was pretty great oh man yeah and that the connection between Cass and Naomi we can see is already starting to break when he hesitates about being told to kill Meg yeah
2: Yeah, and he's so disappointed he's like do I really have to kill her (laughs) like is there no other way yeah
1: that was heartbreaking
0: and then can we talk about those walls that are colored like the bi flag (laughs) yes I know that it wasn't on purpose but what the fuck man (laughs) talk about (laughs) breaking free of the narrative or something I'm not sure
2: yeah like what (laughs) it doesn't make sense because like the the color you will like associate with uh heaven is usually like white or blue like nobody you know like goes for pink and purple or whatever yeah yeah
0: yeah granted it only shows up when like things ratchet up to 10 but yeah yeah, you would think it would be more like red. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. like in that black. in that scene when when Dean uh, uh has the mark or like becomes uh yeah. demon and in the hallway they, he's chasing Sam or something. I mean, there exactly. is a, everything goes red. Like that's logical. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so they had it on the Supernatural wiki. Uh, our pride and joy. <laughs> <laughs> but the the uh, uh, production designer is Jerry Wanek. Uh, worked with uh, Serge, and I don't know how to say his last name. I'm so sorry. It's but French. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Le Duce Duc- or Duce.
2: Le Duc- probably yeah, Le Ducé, yeah. yeah.
1: And he said that it's supposed to reflect emotion and the passage of time. <laughs>
2: I'm like, I mean, it does uh, reflect emotion, aka being (laughs) queer. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but what? What? What about passage of time? I don't know. Yeah,
1: because you of course got a ton of answers. Like, that's that's the that's like three quarters of the bi flag. What are you? (laughs) What does this mean? (laughs) And I just I can't. Also, apparently, it, he also said that there is a crucifix design in the wall and the glass. And I oh, t- totally that missed one. that as well. So that's fun. But oh. yeah, like, and I looked it up. The bi flag ha- was adopted in 1998. It's been around. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. And I think what makes things like this crazy... Is that like the devotion of everyone who like worked on Supernatural, not you, Misha, sweetie, but like everybody else? (laughs) (laughs) Like the devotion of like to like to denying that nobody knows nothing about this show is queer and like nothing was purposely queer. Like you would think that they would take like extra care with stuff like that. So like. So they don't give, like, any chance to anyone like us to read stuff into it. But it. But they are so careless that, I mean, logically, if you were against this, you, you wouldn't be that careless. So this really feels like they, it was placed there on purpose. And that's why we are insane here. <laughs> <laughs> because of things like this. <laughs> exactly. Like,
1: that was a... F- that was a set. That was a a soundstage. You could have had any color of lighting. Like how how do you settle on pink and purple in that scene? It just yeah, I just don't I just don't understand. And like yeah, when they talk about it being like this super like tough masculine show, you wouldn't want pink like anywhere <laughs> around that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just very strange. So,
0: should we get to the meat of this episode? Yes. Okay. Um, And how it
1: starts with Dean and Cass making the decision to go in alone together, and then the rest is just. Wow.
0: Yep. And I hate that this is broken up with Sam and Meg scattered throughout it. But I know that it was because if they had just kept that, like the whole scene in the crypt as one thing, it would have been way too much. It would have been way too hard.
2: Yeah. I wonder if somebody has like redid it in and put it all together because Oh, they have. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, what was I thinking? Obviously somebody should have done that. (laughs) But I think, like, from, like, filmmaking uh, point of view, that is, like, a wrong decision because you want the, you know, like, you want the tension to build up. Like, that is what you, as a filmmaker, want to do, you know, like, but, mm, you know?
1: But it's gay,
0: so. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's a double-edged sword of, like, you want to have the tension of knowing that Crowley's coming with his goons and also to keep it as not gay as possible <laughs> even though we'll get to the script change <laughs> but, yeah.
0: yeah I the oh, the <laughs> <laughs> I have I have oh, my God. half of my notes Half of my notes for this episode are for this scene. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even joking. No. Um, oh, sure. the, the, the shit that uh, Naomi is spewing, there's blood everywhere and it's on your hands. I fixed you, Castiel. I fixed you. It's just, it's so... I want to go through the screen and ring her fucking neck.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The the conversion therapy yes. is is right there and then to have, yeah, the the bi-colors in the background of that while hat it just the cognitive dissonance. I just
2: don't <laughs> I mean, It is. I mean, this is like so interesting because like if they if they had kind of like made uh, Make cast like openly queer and made everybody like openly whatever they are like the emphasis on that would be a lot less like you know like if there is like queer content like directly there and you they are saying that it's queer like you as a viewer would would not like uh, look for um, stuff that could be read as queer because you already have that on the surface so like since we Are de- denied that on the surface. That means that we are like we are reading into it, and when you read into it, that really translates to to conversion therapy and everything that comes to with it, like historically and is an experiencing like a queer person's life, or like older queer person people's life. But I mean, that is bad. That's a lot worse if they had like if these characters were openly. Queer, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: and like at least it's
1: presented in a negative light, but it's just the fact that it's so present, (laughs) it's just so heavy, and uh, they probably didn't even think about it. Is the part that, yeah, sucks.
2: Yeah, because, like, there are always, like, once you are denying something, it's always, like, there are implications to it automatically. That's why you are denying it. And then people are more driven to look into the implications, and the implications make you look very bad (laughs) in this case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know you're in there. I know you can hear me. Cass, it's me, we're family, we need you, I need you, and I just want to point out that throughout that whole little thing there, the music is almost one single held out high note so that the tension is so high. Except for a couple of lower notes that sound really soft and tender, Mm -hmm. yeah. And and it's fucked up, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the fact that like if if we like do deconstruct this, you like we are family is like level one, and then Mm -hmm. we need you is like a bit higher. And then I need you, even like, is even higher than that. So it's like, it's going up. And I, I mean, yeah. Dean can deny whatever he wants to deny, but like, he knows how to get to Cass. And he knows that the I need you is like the yeah. most important thing he can say out of all these things he's saying. So, like, I don't know it just makes me insane. Mm,
1: yeah. And the fact <laughs> and that then he... we have. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that between the we need you and the I need you, he like, swallows hard. Like, he's like, I have to say this, and it's hard for me to say. Like, he has this hesitation, but he knows, like what you said, Sally, he knows that that's the way to get through to him. And or he thinks that he's going to die. And that's his, like, last acknowledgement of the many depths that are Dean Winchester's soul.
0: And then should we go ahead and talk about the rewrite? Since this is where it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it.
2: Is, Is there a script out there? I mean, the one that was written before the rewrite? Okay. Yeah. I haven't really looked into that, but yeah. Okay, you did find it because I didn't have a chance to. I, no, I, I
0: didn't find it, but I... Because honestly, I completely forgot that it existed until you brought it up, Kate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but the fact of the matter is, in the original script, instead of saying, I need you... He says, I love you. Which is meant to be sort of a familial sort of love, but
1: in that sort of situation, what? No! What? No. Like, if the original script had said something like, you're my brother and I love you, or something like that, that they've kind of, like, Punted in later episodes saying shit like that. That would be one thing, but the fact that it was a standalone, I love you, after, and with the context of being like on his knees getting the shit punched out of his face. It just, yeah, the whole thing men in supernatural on their knees covered in blood. I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robbie Thompson wrote that.
2: We yeah, can and, add, uh, <laughs> and I hate to be agreeing with Jensen Ackles on this, but it is very gay indeed. I mean, it, it, I mean, the I love you would have been, it's already gay, but it would have been even gayer. <laughs> and and also kind of, I don't know, I mean, I, I think t- what I have read is that Jensen said that it was out of character for Dean to be, like, that open, and I kinda agree with that, but also it depends, like, what are the stakes, like, what is the build-up, because I don't know Uh, though, like, I genuinely believe that Dean is not really capable of, like, coming clean in situations like that, as we have seen, like, in confession scene, I genuinely think, like, he needs time to, like, Think about it and just like rationally decide that yes, what he is feeling is this, and he should say it. Like he is very bad at, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Doing it in like like that. I agree. Okay. Um.
0: So sorry, I looked it up. Um, and it did. There does not seem to be an actual script, uh, with out there with the I love you line. Um, but Jensen himself confirmed that it existed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there is, I did find on supernatural wiki and I'm trying to see if it has like more details, but it doesn't on this website, but they do have a photo just of the section mm-hmm. and it says the original dialogue is i know you're in there i know you are i forgive you Cass. and then a little parenthetical that says then and then dot 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 i love you and then underneath it says "Cass looks at dean as if hearing him for the first time yeah but this photo doesn't have the like provenance it does have in the background you can see the text on the other side so, like, if somebody was faking it, maybe they wouldn't necessarily have, like, printed two sides of the paper. But it's just, <laughs> yeah. So there is at least a photo of it, but I'm not finding, like, a full, like, that they've released the leaked scripts for other episodes. I
2: hate that it has the I forgive you part, because that just literally parallels the what yeah. his speech in the trap. Yeah. And yeah. makes yeah. everything so much more worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to choose Castiel, us or them, and I remember screaming at the TV. Obviously!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I it. That, Cap- that the same thing happens, uh, is it, I mean, in this season like after metafiction when, when Hannah basically yes, tells him to season. punish punish Dean. Yeah. And mm-hmm. choose between Angels and Dean and he still chooses Dean. Yep. Um yep. I don't know situation. how else are we gonna read this? I just <laughs> I'm really confused here, fellas. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And that like Cass is pleading with Naomi in these like perfectly edited match cuts where he like slams the table when he's punching Dean in like the alternate universes and he like hits the desk and says like please and he looks so scared
2: and just out of control and it just like oh god. (laughs) I really loved Misha's acting in this because like what is happening in the crypt like his face is so emotionless and so so like still like and like and you see like why is it like that but like when they cut to what's happening in with naomi like you can't see the actual emotion on his face uh and yeah because he is being controlled um i have to bring something up and i guys i don't know guys if how into marvel you are but like the first time i saw this scene it it absolutely like in my head matched this scene in um the winter soldier where bucky <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where yeah, bucky's being brain- brainwashed and steve is trying to get to him and he literally lets bucky uh basically like beat him to death like within the end of his life yeah and yeah. he's like yeah I don't care if you kill me, but, like, I'm in this till the end end of the the line. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting how that ship also, like, is one of the most crevated ships in existence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 It hurts.
1: It hurts. Uh... Can we talk about- I have
0: a question. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, yeah. Why does the angel tablet do that to Cass? It's the when power he picks of it love. up. Like
1: what the <laughs> fuck, man? What is the plan here, Chuck? My only guess is that it's supposed it's it reacts to angels. Uh-huh. But when we saw it before when Cass held the Leviathan tablet with Kevin Only Kevin could make it glow and put it back together. Yeah. So that's weird and inconsistent. When Cass held the Leviathan tablet, it just didn't do anything. It didn't react to him at all.
2: I mean, Crowley has also held demon tablet he did nothing. Yeah. So if it was like, yeah, angel demon thing, it should have.
0: So it has to have something to do with the brainwashing. But why the fuck would Chuck care?
1: Because he's a writer, and it's compelling. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they didn't have Chuck as a thing yet, so they're just like they were yeah, like. But you know, I have
2: to making it up. As no, I know. No, I know. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> I just have to be a, a bummer all the time. But the yeah, <laughs> yeah they uh, my guess too would that would be that they were like okay. They're still having this really like intimate exchange between Dean and Cass, so we could just say that the angel tablet fixed Cass and broke the connection, yeah. and not what's going on, <laughs> with Dean. Yeah, that would be. We will my get idea to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But also that by holding the tablet, Cass blinds Naomi, like it affects. Yeah. His his angel self in heaven as well as his physical self on earth. Yeah. And it just looks like he blinded her with the power of love. That's all I had <laughs> in my notes. <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay, so here is my moment that I've been building up to. <laughs> The floor is yours. (laughs) (laughs) An open palm to the face has always been smiting. And Dean knows that. And when Cass comes at him with an open palm, Dean's like, no, no, Cass, no. Because he thinks he's about to die. But then, Cass cups his face to heal him, and it's very fucking tender. And <laughs> I would like to uh, add to a tab for Misha. For that,
2: <laughs> I feel like Misha shouldn't pay because, like, he's just unable to touch <laughs> without being tender. <laughs> it's true. <clears throat>
1: Biological imperative. I would also <laughs> like to ask for money from Jensen for holding on to Cass's yes! sleeve even after he realizes that he has been healed. He still is holding he's his sleeve. Clutching it. Yes, it's
2: he, awful. He has to pay up, but because he also does this like <laughs> grunt filled with relief once he realizes that Cass is not actually gonna smite him, but he's instead <laughs> killing him. By the way, I think like in like previous shots, uh when Cass is still like under Naomi's spell, so to say, uh-huh. and holding the uh, angel blade uh high above, I think like he is holding Dean's hand in his left hand at in the at yeah, the he's point. Yeah, his wrist. Yeah. yeah.
1: After breaking his arm. Yep. And um Intricate rituals. Intricate. Oh, the rituals are so intricate. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's holding... Does the same like arm twist break thing that they do in the intro when he is being trained by Naomi. Yeah. And then... Uh, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but the, the Tumblr post about the implications of Naomi saying this was perfect you killed him without hesitation and brutal like implying that the other (laughs) kills had been like too tender (laughs) (laughs) killing him softly if you
2: will
1: yep okay
0: so back to the whole what broke the connection thing here's the thing so, it's supposed to have been the tablet, right? We've just established this. Um, but he didn't touch the tablet until after he stopped beating Undine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay, I know we all know what the answer is here. But writers, <laughs> what the fuck is the answer?
2: Yeah. I feel like this really shows, like, demonstrate that at some point like script got got butchered because like if the I love you had been in there like there would have been like no question that that is what broke the connection but now Mm -hmm. since some things have been taken out and other things have been added it's kind of all over the place so yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that it almost just feels like Dean had this most vulnerable moment of saying that he needs Cass specifically and that now when he says what broke the connection it's like he's trying to build those walls back up and give himself like plausible deniability (laughs) or something and that he like stammers over saying what broke the connection I mean yeah obviously he was just getting beat up but something about him not saying that line without stammering just like hurts my soul (laughs) yeah
2: yeah I don't know why, but like this scene also reminds me of like, it has been ages since I saw like Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> but like, for some reason, it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> I don't know,
1: yeah. He's transformed into the handsome prince he always was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that Dean stays on his knees after he's been healed for, like, yeah, a bit before he stands up. And they're, like, having that connection, or that discussion about the connection. And then when he does stand up, they're just standing there, again, as if nothing else matters, or there's no other threats. They're just standing there talking about this, similar to born-again identity, like... They're kind of on a time
2: crunch, and they just completely forget that. Yeah. And Gene is like so... so kind of digging into, like, he genuinely wants to know what who Naomi is, what he, her deal is, like, what has been happening all this time. Like, he is concerned about Cast. Dare I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And they 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 do these like the opposite of the zoom of doom. They do the the softest, most tender zooms between Cass, and then they do one on Dean when they're having that conversation. Yeah, and Dean's little heartbroken face is just <laughs> I don't know. And then when Cass bamps away, he just looks so lost, heartbroken, and heartbroken, yeah. and just like confused just the epitome of a poor little meow meow in that moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> but also <sighs> and then when we see Cass after death on the bus on bus i mean it's the 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 whole imagery of like an angel <laughs> sitting uh, on yeah. the bus is just like it's making... Taking i love in my it effort. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i love it
1: and they have this beautiful scene of, like, the fall trees and yeah. like, this winding road. And just like, oh, man. It just I can't. And he's almost at peace, even though he knows he's on the run
2: for his life. But it just... But uh, this feels like, even in, like, Cassis, by Cassis' standards and by everything he has been through, uh, through he, he, this really feels like it's, like, the first time that he's kind of like free so everything that he does is like up to himself really you know like yeah and that is kind of scary and also I guess a good thing but yeah can I read some lyrics please
1: do yep.
0: goodbye stranger it's been nice hope you find your paradise tried to see your point of view Hope your dreams will all come true. Goodbye, Mary. Goodbye, Jane. Will we ever meet again? Feel no sorrow. Feel no shame. Come tomorrow. Feel no pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, I just, and again, with tenderness, like that. Song is so, like, much lighter in, like, tone and everything. It's yeah. so much softer than what they normally use. It's just wild. <sighs> Do we have anything else? Uh, the only other thing I have, well, two things, I guess, is one, that when they have that ending scene with Sam and Dean driving away, and Sam asks him, so what happened? And Dean is just like, I don't know, and I don't care. He's just completely like back to repressed, just bottle it all up, Dean. And it hurts me. But then he kind of shows it again when he makes a Lord of the Rings reference <laughs> to, <laughs> to Samwise Gamgee. It's great. Um... But that also from the trivia on IMDb, this is the second time that Dean has been nearly beaten to death by an angel and then healed by Cass. <laughs> hmm. After Swan Song. This is just very similar kind of scenes, but with very different implications. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, I have nothing except I loved that Meg calls them out on her like pathetic little (laughs) (laughs)
1: romance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: And then she's like, wait, you hit a dog and you stopped. (laughs) Why? That's That's what you took away from it? (laughs)
0: So next episode, we're talking about 819 Taxi Driver and 820 Pac-Man Fever. It'll be a good time. Some Benny and some Charlie. Um, in the meantime, this has been Heller Radio. My name
1: is Nora Rose. I'm Sally. And I'm Kate. Our sound editing
2: is by Josh. Music by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers. Do you know if you love me? Do you know if you try? Do you know if you hold
0: me? just make me cry? Just hold me, just hold me, just hold me,
2: just hold me. Just hold me. And let me cry.